0: Somebody out there? <laughs> E.T. video game?
1: It's the video game that lets you pretend you're E.T., running away from secret agents, falling into danger, finding a phone to call home, and
2: discovering the best thing on Earth. A friend. E.T. only from Atari. Superman 64, (laughs) yes please, (laughs) (laughs) to Geek Salad episode 208, Disappointment 64. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
3: I'm Catherine.
2: And we have a special guest today. I was going to introduce you, man. So, coming all the way from, well, Catherine's condo. Her husband! Also Joe!
4: I obviously require no introduction, but I appreciate it.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You are so welcome, sir. (laughs) It also makes things easier, also, Joe, when we have to describe that. It's like Catherine and I are in a very lucky spot on this show that she there are no other Andys on this show. There are no other Catherines. However, Mikes show up all the time, and there's other Joes.
3: And there are Jim's, which I'm sure Jim sometimes gets called Joe, and sometimes Joe gets called Jim.
2: Yeah, the J's. And then there's Todd. Todd is just... Todd, Todd stands to Todd. alone. So, tonight, we are discussing the video game uh, from consoles that we, for lack of a better term, pissed our money away for. For <laughs> we couldn't wait to own. Games that we saw in the arcade... And we had to have on a home console or something that had so much hype that it's like, well, I have 50 hard dollars in my pocket. I am going to lay that out to this fine merchant at GameStop and buy this game. Or even worse, mom, you know what I want for my birthday in church here? <laughs> yeah. And that's all I want. What do you want from Santa, honey? I want this other shitty video game. So, just imagine being a child in 1982. Full belief in Santa Claus. You know, seven, eight years old. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? Well, I would absolutely love and I'll ask for nothing more than Pac-Man and Atari for my Atari 2600. <sighs> and that was shit. You play them, and you no longer believe in Santa Claus. Why? (laughs) Because that fat bastard got you a false bill of goods. (laughs) And that that is what we are going to talk about tonight, folks. We all have horror stories. We all have war stories. We have all pissed our money away like uh, like a top-seeded quarterback. That ends up breaking his leg in 15 places on the first snap. <laughs> and the thing is, we never learn. No, we will never learn. There will always be a game where you're like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, and hopefully um, when uh, also Joe shows back up, we did get some social media feedback. Uh, but prior to the social media feedback, I actually asked uh, my coworker Ryan um, about this topic and if anything for him came to mind. Because Ryan's a big game guy. When we used to travel, he used to actually pack his PS4 with him and play mm-hmm. that on the hotel TV. So yeah, he's dedicated. I could nice. never do that. So Ryan says that the first thing that comes to mind was uh, PS2s. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. I don't remember why, but it certainly was not what I expected, and I absolutely hated it immediately. Tried to return it, and GameStop wouldn't take it back.
5: Wait, GameStop not returning stuff? No way! Not even for one quarter
2: portion!
5: Well, I mean, he could have, tra- he could have traded it in for, a what, like, he bought it for 50 bucks, so they would have given him, uh, I think, two two dollars? But,
2: uh, oh, I, I think they would have given him a promise for a better game that he'd have to come back and pay $60 for.
5: Okay, yeah, there we go.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly the GameStop model. <laughs> and so, yet they're still tanking. Yep. Yep, exactly. You know what? I would have found it hilarious if GameStop... Not only ruined GameStop, but Bitcoin and all crypto, all...
5: Oh, that would have been so, such... There Oh, bizarrely. so many people would...
2: That would have been that would have been wonderful. So anyway, uh, nothing on Facebook for. Our, I figured we would have gotten something, um, mm-hmm. but on we did get a couple of great responses here. Uh, Friend of the show, Kurt Smith brings up mine was buying the multitude of DLC that Call of Duty had. So pointless. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know what? I've lost so I lost so much track of Call of Duty. I don't know what. You know, it's like it's like Madden. You know, a new one comes out every year, but.
2: Yep. And you know what? The, you know that there's somewhere there is lost footage of like maybe even last year's releases. were like, hey kid, you want to shoot some brown people in a video game? Yeah. <laughs> So then we have the Nerd Crusade podcast, who's uh, at uh, at Crusade Nerd, and they wrote Jump Force. Do
5: not buy. Ooh, I'm glad. That, I'm glad they're saying that because I was actually thinking about that one. <laughs> I <don't know>. well, <laughs> that. Talk to our friends at Nerd
2: Crusade because they are very much, very much against this. Okay, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour at O D Parlay Hour. Brings up way back when I used to be a big Disney afternoon fan, and after saving up allowance, I wound up buying this game first day. Best, uh, bested it in three hours. Never felt like more of a waste of money than this one. And that game was Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers.
5: <laughs> I've played this one.
4: Really, at the right Any age, thoughts? it's a fine game. Well, wasn't the right age. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs>
5: yeah
4: the, 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 the works yeah which is also you might say the target demographic for a Disney cartoon on <laughs> weekday afternoons
5: right which I still is watch that? this day on Disney plus yeah. yeah right yeah. You
4: know, if you could own yourself less on the stream that would be oh, cool dude, um,
2: dude. <laughs> hey it has everything we love Joe quiet
0: yeah, <laughs> we,
2: don't, yeah. we don't get much joy in this world anymore. Let us have our Disney Plus. But I'm imagining that uh, ODPH is probably maybe about Todd's age, so this would actually make a lot of sense. Hmm. So, um, alright, and then we've got All 80s Movie Podcast, which is at Podcast All 80s. Oh, brings up the LGN classic, Jaws. Oh, God.
3: So, first of all,
2: do you guys know the lore Of the LJN video game, I've kind of...
6: Tangentially, not completely, but yeah.
2: Yes. Nothing makes sense. Nothing has anything to do with the movies. And I'm fairly certain in all of them, you have to, like, get the shark shark to jump over, like, glass plates. I I don't know. I've never actually played this. So I was
4: super traumatized for most of my life about licensed video games and i'm gonna say ljn was at least 80 percent responsible for that like if there was a video game with any kind of a a, 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 you know superhero name or a tv show or a movie i was i i just checked out there's no reason to play it it's gonna be terrible it's just pandering it's just free money for the company (laughs) and this company that made this move that made this game is responsible (laughs)
2: Yep. LJN has a history of awful games. In fact, I don't know if they've ever come up with a good game. And all the poor bastards that spent money or worse off. Hey, what do you want for your 12th birthday? I want Jaws. Or I want Back to the Future. And speaking of LJN games, the So Wizard podcast, at So Wizard podcast, Says this, my mom let me get any game for having good grades all year. This was uh, before any game went on sale uh, ever, so it was $50. I picked this piece of shit up. That piece of shit, by the way, was LJN's Friday the 13th. We were like, God. He Does continues, suck- we weren't exactly rich. So I couldn't tell my mom we wasted fifty dollars. So I forced myself to play it as much as I could. Damn.
3: Oof. Man, I'd
4: rather saw this... my... Huh. I
3: was I was wondering, is this the one where like you have to like get the 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 sweater was made by his mom, and you get it, and it's a thing. Hmm. Okay, because my friend Lynn had this
4: game. (laughs) No, no, no. See, that's only theoretical, because in order to pull that off, you have to survive long enough to get the fucking sweater, and you cannot do that. It's not negotiable. Okay. Like, you are armed with rocks, and Jason is fucking hunting you. (laughs) The the first person... um, isometric explore the 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 campground view is terrifying and jason only jumps you in 2d there and then you wind up in caves and there are bats and you are armed with rocks and the lighting is exactly as bad as if you were in a cave being attacked by bats and all you had was a rock like it's really bad there's no good answer I don't believe the game can be beaten. Like I've clearly been proven wrong on YouTube, but I believe that hacks were involved. <laughs> Very
2: likely, actually. So also, so also, unfortunately, uh, original rescue Mike could not join us this evening, um, but he did let it leave us with a few uh, parting thoughts that he is still to this day defending uh, the game, Mister Mosquito, for the PS2. Have you ever guys ever played that game? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's all right. So essentially, it, it is very much the essence of like Japanese shovelware. So you play as a mosquito, and your job is to sneak into people's houses and. Um and and suck their blood like a mosquito would do. However, because this is uh, this game is a, an import from Japan, all the the people whose rooms you need to sneak into are essentially just uh, porcelain skinned uh, anime girls.
3: Oh god, jeez.
2: Oh yeah, it's it, it's just wow. like one of those games where with a cringe and creep factor. is just like oh, oh, I'm gonna
4: need a very large spray bottle and a very large rolled up newspaper for this.
5: (laughs) Yeah, that that game doesn't sound creepy at all.
2: Mike also says this about the game he picked. I'm a sucker for uh, FMV games and this one lied about it. Plumbers don't wear ties.
3: What kind of a come on is this anyway? Get out of here you crappy. I want a real man.
6: Wait a minute. Just because I cook soufflés doesn't mean I can't. Can't what? I'm a real man. I'm also caring and sensitive. I love the arts, theater, children,
2: grandparents, and chocolate chip cookies. You are so
3: worried about your self image. I bet you can't even get it up.
2: Can't so. I doubt it. I can not get it up.
3: Can't.
2: You bull
6: like bitch. You women just love to put down wits. I mean, men, don't you? Admit
3: it.
5: <sighs> never heard of this. One. I am not. Well, I never, heard, I never with
6: heard of it. I mean, he, he's mentioned it a few times, but I'm like, I've never heard of this.
4: With a gun to my (laughs) head, if I had to guess, I would say that the company that did uh, what was it the 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 the, the dragon something or other Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, (laughs) one of those (laughs) one of those
4: very (laughs) helpful I know Um, (laughs) dragons lair. With a gun oh, to my okay. head, I would say the company that did Dragons Lair probably did a knockoff Mario Brothers thing, the same way that they did a knockoff Legend of Zelda thing. If I okay. had to
5: guess, <laughs> I just looked it up. It is a 3 do yeah, interactive multiplayer game. Um, wow, 3D O. It, it looks like it's kind of done in the the style of uh, you know that like video game that starred Dana Plato.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. It
5: looks like it's done in like that style.
4: Catherine, I'm yeah. going to need my guillotine.
3: Oh, jeez. Why?
4: Uh, do you know what a 3DO run? Like, what it used to run, what it currently runs? It's a bit niche. Let's go with. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: don't know what 3DO uh, is. I have to look it up. Uh, to... you know, it's like tickling my 80s TV memory. So That's it, it like... came... It was a platform
4: that came out around the same time as the PlayStation 1 and, like, the Sega Saturn, give or take. But it was, you know, $800 for a console.
2: Ooh. yeah. Are you sure yeah. you not know, the Neo Geo? Because I remember the Neo Geo was the one that, that promised, like, the arcade quality graphics for, uh, for all of the rich-only children in our high school.
4: Oh, yeah. no, no. No, 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 no. Neo Geo kids fucking wished they could afford a 3do neo geo is something you build a cabinet around these days nobody does anything with the 3do because it was so unpopular because it was so expensive that nobody owns the software to even sell secondhand anymore
0: Oof, okay
4: the the prices are insane, even secondhand these days. It the, anybody who says anything about the 3 do is is just like, who did you have as a ransom, you know, the hostage?
2: <laughs> the um, I remember Mike got one secondhand um, like back in around like two thousand or so. So, I'm assuming that this is one of the games that he ended up buying for it or he got as part of the package here. Um, yeah, his the introductory price, in
4: the US. All I'm was... saying is that his last I... name is Cicerone. His dad might have been a loan shark. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
4: Could have gotten it actually, as the lateral.
2: So, the, um, I'm, I'm, I actually have the 3DO up here. It was released in 1993, so just a few years prior to the PlayStation. $700. So if he bought one, he definitely bought it in, like, the early days of eBay before anybody knew what anything was worth. Right. I do remember, he, he did get it secondhand, so he might have only paid, like, 200 bucks, gotten the entire system, and, like, three games for that, and it was immediately discarded the second he got a Sega Dreamcast.
4: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I think of that
2: <laughs> well fortunately the dreamcast isn't one of those consoles that uh you would have pissed your money away on
4: um uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> shots fired man down
6: yeah <laughs> uh,
0: we've covered we've
6: already covered this'm not going dreamcast.
2: Into it again. what's that we've already covered this i'm not going into it again yeah, no, yeah. we we need to go into it again. It's, it's, it's just an ugly conversation. So, anyway, everybody, <laughs> with that out of the way. Let's, um, let's hear what were your picks. What, what, what disappointed you? What would hurt you? Show me uh, on the cartridge where they hurt you. Uh, also, Joe, why don't we start with you? Man, just, that was just... your first pick
4: coming hard out of the gate. Alright, well, my first pick was Solstice for the NES. You've conquered
1: Super Mario Bros. 3. Beaten Ninja Gaiden 2. Drowns Tetris. Now, you must face the greatest challenge. Solstice. Solstice, the final test of the Game Master. Solstice by ImageSoft at All Toys R Us.
4: It was an isometric, uh, three-quarters-viewed, top-down puzzle game where all the marketing was about what a wizard you were. And you had no way to attack, no projectiles, nothing. Matter of fact, you started with no abilities whatsoever. It was just a three-quarters uh, um, isometric platformer in the style of Landstalker, which was a much better game uh, that came out for the Sega Genesis, um, that involved, you know, 3D jumping on the
5: NES. Ooh. That can't be de- That can't be easy. No,
4: because when I think oh, the, the correct... Point. Yeah, no, it was a crime. And, you know, good three-dimensional puzzle jumping and 8-bits really don't go together great. That's not a great mix. It's nah. not good. Uh. And I was so hyped because I was like, dude's got a wizard hat! Dude's got wizard robes! I'm going to cast some spells and jump around. No, no, that never happened. And you couldn't even... Theoretically, there were abilities like you could whip up potions if you made it far enough into the game, but I'm like eight years old (laughs) trying to navigate a three-dimensional multi-screen puzzle jumper on the NES. Let's go with I wasn't quite equipped for... How bad they would drop the ball. Oh dear. No, it was Hmm. it was I mean, we're doing the disappointment episode. That was it was brutal. I was so disappointed. Oh, that's that's pretty terrible. Oof. Oof. Yikes. But if you think that's bad, wait till we get to my second one. Moving on!
2: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Joe, do you want to do yours? Sure. Now just because
6: it's a disappointment doesn't mean that it it's not a universally acclaimed game because my first choice is fairly well loved within the gaming community. Yeah. But oh my god, did I hate it when I play when I got it? And and I was so hyped for it too. And so my first choice is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Oh. Let me tell you 60 bucks you know mm. yeah you know yeah. As, a, as, a, as a struggling uh, engineer you know fresh from a divorce <laughs> oh, oh. you know I had to be kind of wise with my money spent yeah so I was like oh the reviews for this game are good it's really super hyped everybody loves Resident Evil sure I'll give it a shot yeah no I didn't get past the first level. The the, <laughs> oh the the stuck, ca- oh, you know, the, the thing that I loved about the PlayStation 2, or the, play yeah, the PlayStation 2 was, you know, it was an advanced in 3D graphics, it was a, supposed to be a true 3D experience, but the stuck camera, the janky controls, oh, and it's just, and it, there was, like, no easy leveling up of the difficulty, it's just like, oh, here's this monster right in the first, that will one shot kill you right in the first level. Thank assholes. <laughs> 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 and, like, a, and, ash, and that game, that game ruined that game ruined Resident Evil for me until um, no. what is it? Uh, Joe, Bro- can Bro- you it. repeat yourself? You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, um, Resident Evil three. This game ruined the Resident Evil franchise for me until I think uh, which one was the one with that Chris Redfield, um, the one with the,
4: the village. They went.
6: That's uh, Resident Evil four. four, five, no, five.
5: The one with the Plagas. Yeah, it's four. Yeah. No, I think yeah, that's four. five. I think that's five. Well, Chris Redfield is five, but the Plagas in the village was four.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, tells you how much I, how much attention I paid to Resident Evil after that. Nice experience.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, yeah. I remember. When and it might have been right after um it might have been after Resident Evil Three Joe, where they were off of PlayStation for a few years and mm-hmm. they released that Resident Evil game for the Gamecube, and our friend Bill was like the biggest Resident Evil fan, and his head just like popped off of his <laughs> neck <laughs> not only not only. Did would it force him to buy a GameCube, which he wasn't going to do? But the load times on the GameCube were non-existent. Ugh. <laughs> All the things we look for in early aughts of a uh, CD-based video game, huh? Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, it's always nice when your game doesn't have one steaming load after another. <laughs>
5: Oh boy. So, what? Yeah. Do you want to take... uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My first choice is Metroid Other M for the Wii. And Samus, you go
1: to the system management room. Do everything you can to get the electrical system back up and running. Looks like your comm system is still functional. Remember, everything you see will also appear on this screen. Regarding auxiliary weapons, the use of bombs has been authorized. As far as your other weapons go, we will continue to investigate and authorize use as we can. However, we currently have no plans to authorize the use of power bombs. As you know, they have the ability to spread a high temperature heat wave over a large area, impacting living things, which is a nice way of saying they can vaporize humans instantly. You should be well aware of how dangerous power bombs are. And how their devastation can't be obstructed with common materials. Once the mission in the system management room is complete, I need you to report back. I'll give you your next orders then. Ooh, ooh. yeah, ooh, no one's see, a choice.
5: Uh, I mean, the thing is, this game it should have worked, and because um, this was um, this was the first uh, Metro game after the. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy, which, which were phenomenal. They were just so good. Um, and then it went to Team Ninja to do Metroid Other M. And, I mean, the gameplay was fine. I mean, you there were times when you had to switch to first person to, you know, access some you know pe- puzzles and uh, access some, like, visual things. Yeah. Um, and when you were in first person, you couldn't move, which was problematic. But the biggest issue with this one... I mean, the gameplay is fantastic. It, the action is awesome. But the storyline is... It it takes Samus and completely takes any kind of... Like, any kind of courage and um, bravery and, like... You know, really, like, badassery kind of away from her. Um, she basically... Uh, she... Lands on the ship and meets up with this like this squad, including a uh, a commander that she's worked with before. And he basically tells her, "Okay, this is where you go. This is where you in. Like, this is a badass like bounty hunter, and she's got to take orders from this guy. And that's actually that that's actually how she gets her power upgrades. Is that not? She doesn't find them throughout the throughout the mission throughout the um, game." As you, as you progress, eventually, like, he comes on to walkie-talkie and says, okay, I authorize you to use this power now. It's like, w- wait, wait, what the fuck?
4: No. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. It's not good.
5: I, I mean, the, the game is, is a, it's a fun game. It should have worked, but then they just tack on this really disheartening storyline that completely destroys any kind of characterization that Samus has had over the last, like, five six games and makes him just oh no i've got to follow i've got to follow this commander's uh you know commands because you know he's in charge of me
4: you're overthinking it dude since day one it was only if you had the best score and unlocked the hidden ending did you have a chance at knowing that samus was even a woman
5: well, yeah, but then like when you like, had
4: Metroid, supposed to be an unstoppable machine, not well, even human.
5: Yeah, but then you had Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime trilogy, which was phenomenal games. And like whenever you fired a like a missile, and, like it lit up the screen, and you could actually see Samus's reflection in the in the view screen. So um, yeah. you knew she was a woman all the way along, and she was a badass throughout all three of those games. And then suddenly it's like, no, 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 she's actually under his charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it, it, it could have been so good and they just pissed it away, with it's a really terrible story.
2: Great way of telling that the developers are all men. Yeah,
5: pretty much.
3: <laughs> yeah, it sounds gross.
2: Yep. Yeah. Sounds gross, but let's be honest. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yep. Okay, so um, the first up on my pick is a game I've been dying to talk about forever in terms of just how very much I hate this game, um, Xenophobe for the NES. So growing up, I um, back at the uh, Acton Bullodrome, where oh, uh <laughs> Corner, Kelly's <laughs> <Callie's laughs> Corner, yeah, they had they had the um the, the cabinet for the game Xenophobe. Yep. And essentially Xenophobe is a hybrid um, alien Star Trek game where the uh, aliens kind of look like the Xenomorphs. They, they pop out of eggs, they, they get bigger, um, and they can like latch on to your face and all that. And all you have to do is shoot them. And all the characters kind of like have Star Trek-esque, like the 60s TV show Star Trek, uh, tunics and everything. And all you do is you go around, and you, you just go level, level, and you shoot aliens. Simple enough. Fun, right? Yep. Um, so, uh, for my, uh, this would have been my sixteenth, my fifteenth or sixteenth birthday. Um, I found out that it come out from Sunsoft on the NES, and I had I had begged, begged my mother's boyfriend. I would just want, if you are going to give me anything for my birthday, I just want this game. And he's like, fine. Why don't you come with me? We'll pick it up. Yay! So I get it. And I'm, I'm just, like, I'm sitting in the car just imagining how much awesome I'm going to have playing this game. Oh, you're, so, obses-
6: you're obsessing over every detail on the box.
2: You're reading it over and over. Oh, yeah. God, it should be legal to make uh, uh, drawings that beautiful, Any right?
3: right on the way home.
2: So I pop, you know, I pop it in, but I pop it in. You know, I got to do, like, the, the three the, the, the three pumps down on the NES uh, just to get the, ga- the cartridge to sit down on the, ca- the, the, the uh, carriage. And I light it up, hit the start button, and realize there is, it's impossible to angle your gun to go up or down, where everything will attack you. In the arcade, it was a, um, essentially the entire uh, joystick was done on an eight-point axis. So you could shoot over your head, you could shoot at a right angle. A left angle, down, you didn't have to like stoop down to shoot things below you, because if you did that, the aliens would attack you, and you would die. Um, so the game was next to impossible to control. You couldn't play it with three players because they only had the two, uh, the, the, the two controllers, and all my friends saw the game and said, nah, that looks like shit. And when you finally get to a certain point, like, I, because it ranks on score, once you roll them back all the zeros, you just continue playing. You're just playing until you die. And just, it, there's no end to the game. There's no leveling in the game. You're literally in the same ship, just going on the same level. You can't even, like, take an elevator or anything like that and run into one of your uh, your crewmates. It is just, it, it was static. It was terrible, and I remember just really, just really fucking hated this game. So then I learned how to uh, hack my NES Classic, and I'm looking <laughs> at all these games that I can throw on there, and it's like I threw on so much crap. Um, Joe, actually, also Joe, you've also you've seen the games I've been able to put on there because you spent like an hour playing Battle Frogs on it once.
4: Battle Toads, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, you will note, is not one of my regret games. I made it all the way to the fucking unicycle level, I will have you know.
2: You are, yes. You're a god among men on that game. You're all mere mortals.
4: (laughs) Give or take, yeah, that's not
2: Uh right. But, so, anyway, I'm, like, looking at all the games I can download, I'm like, i xenophobe. I had that, you know. There's no possible way that the intervening 25 years of, of drug and alcohol abuse are totally going <laughs> to erase all the memories that I had playing this game, right? right? No, not at all. <laughs> no way. So I put it on. My kids are sitting there, I'm like, oh, I used to play this game when I was a teenager. Lit it up. Like, And it all came rushing back. Just like you know, Anton Ego eating that one bite of Ratatouille at the end of Ratatouille. It all came <laughs> back. To me. Oh God, and, and, and Not I in a just, good way.
4: And I'm like, I'm so sorry, kids.
2: Could somebody hit the reset button so we could play a good game now?
4: That's <laughs> called post-traumatic stress disorder, Andy.
2: It, it is. But the funny thing is, any time like I had a couple of my coworkers ask me to hack their systems for them, they all got a free copy of Xenophobe. <laughs> I, oh
6: you've you vindictive bastard yeah you. you are a cruel cruel man
4: <laughs> i see you trolling you hating
2: all right so uh catherine i know you only have like one pick here do you want to do you want to go over that pick now
3: yeah like i you know i didn't have a console growing up like my father had one in his place and we played whatever he chose to own um and so and like by the time that we inherited it because he didn't need it anymore, it was like it was a ColecoVision. It had a plug in that allowed us to play Atari games and by that point people were buying like the, the Nintendo Cube or GameCube or whatever. <laughs> so it's like the games I asked for that I was actually given were good games. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really have a lot of experience in this area. But you know, when I got a I was given a PS two and I got into playing console games when I was 30 um, and I got some good games and I got some, you know, I was given games and then a game, like, I came ac- I found out I could play, like, PS1 games I'm like, okay, great! And I came across a copy of uh, Muppet Race Mania
5: Whoa. Muppet Race Mania Race through 6 movies and 28 tracks stunt courses, battle modes even an adventure mode choose from over 20 Muppets and 20 cars. So much game to play, you gotta play fast. Muppet Race Mania. Rated E for everyone. Also coming soon, Muppet Monster Adventure. What's
2: that?
3: Help Robin save the Muppets in Muppet Monster Adventure. And I'm like, well, uh, the the you know, Muppet Cruise Party was great. This, How bad can this be? Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it's uh,
4: licensed games
3: licensed games again, again Muppet Muppet Cruise Party there's a couple of stinkers in the mini games but most of them are quite playable and fun I, I enjoy it to this day but uh, Muppet Race Mania was it's a racing game where you're playing one of the Muppets and they all have little different ships and they don't drive very well, and the, the, like, you know, the challenges and the driving and the everything, and I'm like, this is not good, and, you know, even with a racing wheel controller, I'm like, this is bad, I can't do this, this stinks. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's, and you don't, like, you get some comments from the characters, but it's not, it's not very entertaining. It's it's basically just a Muppet skimmed bad racing game.
2: Oh I, I and I hate that too when they when they take like licensed characters like the Muppets and their comments are like completely out of character for mm-hmm. those characters.
4: Hmm. Like if you're gonna license something, at least get the writing right. Yeah, oh
0: yeah.
3: That's one of the reasons why Muppet Cruise Party is fun is because, you know, you have the actual performers reading the lines and performing it the way the characters would read it. So it's fun. But, yeah, no, Muppet Race Mania was bad. But, again, like, games I asked for, like, I don't know how many years I waited for the T-Rex game. I feel like it was over a year that I waited for that. I don't think it was a great game, but I played the heck out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I want to try, I, I wish I could find a copy so I could try it again and be like, I, I have a better sense of how to keep a T-Rex alive now.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> so, would your husband like to share another one of his games with us?
3: I don't know, Joe. Would you like to share another one of your games with us?
4: Well, if we're going to continue strolling down trauma lane... <laughs> um, I especially would like Gulick to buckle up for this one because this was the moment at which uh, the mouse became my mortal enemy for life. Have you
5: ever heard you need of to
4: Mickey, Mickey Mouse Capade?
5: I've heard the name before, yeah.
4: It was for the NES and it was punishing. It is a six level long escort mission.
0: Oh,
5: oh, yes! Oh. I remember that one, actually. Now oh. I now that, that opened up the floodgates. You don't <laughs> even
4: start with a way to defend yourself. All you can do is dodge until and unless you find a star. Then you can throw little stars. The graphics are brutally awful, but the hardest part is how Minnie Mouse is following around Mickey, but you only control Mickey. Minnie just does what Mickey does a half second afterwards.
5: Yeah. So if
4: you get Mickey over a jump, but Minnie falls down, you have to find a way to get back to her safely without chucking her down a pit. And then once both of them are on the same spot, you can recalibrate it so that Minnie will follow you. Also, you need to have Minnie on Mickey's sprite in order to move from screen to screen. But wait, there's more. You also need to have Mini be safe in order to uh, make it out of a level. And periodically, if you open windows with your magic stars, because that's literally the level of imagination we're working with here, um, there's a chance you get food to heal yourself with. Okay, sure. You might get a second star to double your firepower. That's all you ever get is two stars on screen at once. And let me tell you, even the easiest enemies take like eight shots to drop. Or there's a chance that Mini just gets abducted, in which case you get to go journey around the level to find the secret level to unlock Mini again, in which case you go back to the level you were on with Mini again, and you can start from the beginning. It is pain. It is punishment. It is hate. It is a game that I wouldn't wish on my worst fucking enemy, and I can't believe I got it for Christmas one year.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
3: <laughs> there it is. There it is.
2: Mickey and Santa Claus all at once, huh, Joe?
4: Let's just say that uh, my vendetta against Disney is long running, and it's going to be a long time before I get past it.
2: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Catherine, get this man a Dole Whip. He is in desperate need (laughs) of (laughs) some cheer. You're telling me. If you exclude the Kingdom Hearts games, because those are kind of like a cross-property game, for just Disney proper, like just the House of Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, Have there ever really been any truly good or great video games that came out? DuckTales. I'm asking, that's a serious
5: question. Which one? DuckTales.
4: I'll give you DuckTales. DuckTales. No question. DuckTales, the original DuckTales, is a very playable game. It's true to the spirit of the mess. You get Gizmo, you get, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Launchpad. Launchpad, Launchpad's alter ego. You get Glomgold, you get the Nephews, the whole nine yards. It's true to the spirit, and it's a very playable platformer.
5: And the I'll remaster, give you that one. The re, the uh, remaster that they've done recently is also very, very good. Oh.
2: Cool. You know what? And that game might actually be residing on my BitBoy somewhere. I should check that one out. I don't think I've actually ever played um, DuckTales
4: no no highly recommend that's a great mm. one that was uh, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I was trying to stay on theme but that <laughs> is one of the few licensed games that I actually enjoy
2: yeah okay that's fair that is absolutely fair I just I just I don't I just thought it was, it was very interesting because I remember there was a game I think it was and Mike, you may be able to better answer like, Mickey's Magic Kingdom Adventure or something, it was like a game where you toured around one of the two theme parks. I could not remember it was Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom. Adventures and like, in the Magic okay, Kingdom this, is the title. Magic Kingdom. But it really it felt like, other than the, the uh, Haunted Mansion, it had nothing really to do with, like, going to the park and enjoying yourself.
4: It's yeah. whichever uh, theme park has... Um... Something or other mountain, the Matterhorn. No, space mountain. Well
5: oh, they both have space on. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think it's uh, the more I think about, it, the more I think it's the California one. Anyway, it's an unplayable mess of a game. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I've heard.
2: I've heard it's it's just like it's just like uh, the Mousecapades game where you're just it's just difficult. It's like needlessly and vindictively difficult.
4: It's it I, I would disagree with that because the um the Adventures in the Magic Kingdom game is a series of mini games, all of which suck. Mickey Mouse Capades <laughs> is a single coherent game, it's just ridiculously brutally difficult with awful controls and terrible graphics.
3: Is that like it, watched a speed run on on YouTube? Oh God! I did show you that, didn't I? It was you awful. did. It's
4: a terrible game. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um,
5: there was one game that I've heard decent reviews—not stellar, but decent ones—and that was um, Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse.
4: Uh yes, I I will say <laughs> Castle of Illusion is at least fun, if not, you know. Accessible by today's levels of difficulty.
2: Um, mm. You know. And bullet- I, always, I am, I know, not thinking about it, I am partial to Epic Mickey. Yes, uh,
5: yes. I, I did enjoy Epic Mickey quite a bit.
4: Uh, you know, bullet hell platformers where you get three hit points are not great. <laughs> but uh, as far as, you know, fun factor goes, whipping out a Fireman's hat and then hosing down enemies and following that up with a a a, a sort of swami turban and then throwing cards yeah. at people like it, it it at least does stuff. Mickey Mouse Capade okay. is just pain. There yeah. is no flavor. <laughs> it is just suffering.
5: Yeah, I, I won't argue. I, I won't argue on that one with you. I have played. Uh-huh. I've, I I started playing it once. I was like, okay, this sucks. I'm going to stop now. Oh, uh, that boy. was on like an emulator, I think. I beat it. Oof. <laughs> you so, have a higher card uh, for pain than I do, sir.
4: I got it as a present. I beat it. It's what you do.
5: <laughs>
2: yep. Excellent. Excellent. So let's uh, move over to what Joe's pain is. Joe, what's your next game? All right. Next up,
6: and I'm, Mike C. and I have gotten into discussion, very deep discussions about this one, and that is Metal Gear Solid 3. What? Snake Eater. What? Yeah. Hey, I didn't say it was, again, this is a game that disappointed you. Not a game, I'm not saying that it's not universally critically acclaimed or not loved by the mass populace. It's a game that disappointed me. I my expectations. Answers.
4: What did you expect?
6: Um, I wasn't expecting to crawl around in leaves for oh, I don't know, 90 percent of
2: the game.
4: Did Did you not realize that it took place in Nam? It. It's not that. It's that it. Didn't meet my
6: expectations, especially because I love Metal Gear Solid Two. That is one of my top five games of all time. Look, man, it, listen. I, okay, I love <laughs> that game. I love its combination of action. I love its combination of stealth. I love that it was and I literally love literally
3: prophetic.
6: It, but it's the combination. It wasn't one or the other. It was a good combination of the two. Snake Eater's complete reliance on stealth took all the enjoyment out of it for me. And that's why, if you like uh, complete stealth games, hey, that's good, that's your thing. That's not what I wanted. And that's why... You
4: are salty that the New Testament didn't get a sequel. Look, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 is literally prophetic, okay? (laughs) Like, right down to deep fakes. But tearing down Metal Gear Solid 3, like, you do recall Um...
6: that um again the question is whether the game itself is good or bad it didn't meet my expectations and i did not enjoy it yes i think
2: what i'm to say here is that did joe did joe feel like he pissed money away playing this game and i think the answer is yes yeah
4: i'm extremely sorry to hear that
3: there you go oh man <laughs>
4: That's brutal, man, because okay, that well, is I'm a gonna... game that has a boss that's literally one week away from dying, and if you pause the game <laughs> and set the console's uh, in-game calendar or, or ahead a week, and then you go back to the game, the boss is dead of old age, and you can just sneak up on him and take his shit.
6: Yeah. Nope, I didn't get that far. <laughs> You didn't did make it that. to the end? What the hell <laughs> no. happened? it I, Again, I got it. I could not get into the game. I played it for five hours, and I tried, and I tried to get into it, and I just could not.
4: So if it you does. don't think of Metal Gear Solid as a stealth game, what do you think of the Metal Gear Solid games as?
6: Uh, action RPGs adventure. Yeah.
4: I am so sorry you got sold a bill of goats on that, because the point of the games was always to sneak around.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it. It's, it's, Metal Gear Solid 2 has a good combination of two. I enjoyed it. It was a great game. Based on the expectation that I had from that, going to Metal Gear Solid 3, it just didn't meet it.
4: Well, that's fair, but how did you feel about Metal Gear Solid 1?
6: Uh, I didn't play Middle Gear Solid One.
4: Oh my ah. god!
3: do oh boy.
2: <laughs> that's like, but that, that's like asking what, what were your thoughts. Uh, you're you're such a big Grand Theft Auto fan. What were your thoughts about Grand Theft Auto One?
4: No, it's more like asking what are your thoughts about Grand Theft Auto Three because Metal Gear Solid was the third install in the franchise. Uh, and it was the first one on the PlayStation. and it totally you reset the need different gifts. Uh,
2: well, if we're talking about if we're going to be talking about well-received games that had elements that, that are immediate turnoffs, um, then I will bring up my next pick here, which is the Godfather for PlayStation 2. Look away. You are old enough.
0: And the time is right. You will take your revenge.
6: We'd like you to become an associate to the Corleone family.
1: We can use a man of your abilities representing us out on the streets.
2: Ah, here we go. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, this video game kicks off with my absolute least... There are, there are two things that I absolutely hate in video games. And we'll put them away and never play them again. If I'm introduced to them, and I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with it, um, escort missions. Yep. And <laughs> yep. chase missions. Jesus
4: Christ.
2: Jesus. All right. So first of all, so The Godfather is based on the movies, where um, the first thing that you have to do is uh, Don Corleone is is gunned down with Fredo um, at the at that little grocery. And you're playing like one of the Corleone's goons, and you gotta get in the car with Fredo and chase after the guys that shot him. Now, I want to point out something that the game came out I want to say in like two thousand five or six. Um but uh John Cazal, the actor who played Fredo, died in nineteen seventy nine. So they got the world's I'm just gonna be generous and say, worst voice actor. To just keep saying, we have to get after them after what they did to my dad. Over and over again, as I am just trying to figure out what is the brake, what is the accelerator, and why can't I turn a goddamn corner in this game? Oh, and I am also required to shoot, too? Fuck you, Godfather. Video game on PS2. Fuck you.
5: <laughs>
4: so, so it sounds well, like you got this like game. Though, Yeah, you got schooled by licensed shovelware, is what I'm hearing.
2: But the funny thing is, though, this game got like phenomenal reviews. I mean, and it could have just been like that. Uh, Zack Snyder cut Afterglow after uh, Scarface. The video came out, where you know it turns out that Tony Montana was only mostly dead. Oh.
5: Yeah, the bullets missed every single vital vital point.
2: Oregon, I can't believe they fucking shot me. Those fucks. Um, And I mean, all of these games were essentially running off of the the Grand Theft Auto engine, Um, and it just it just infuriated me because out of the fucking gate, and this is what is this my tutorial? You gonna throw me into this shit?
4: So I'm chuckling hard because I'm currently playing through uh, the best Escort Mission video game. And if you haven't played Bioshock Infinite, it's Mm. worth it just because it is the best Escort Mission. Your Escort is invincible and gives you free ammo and hit points. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. It's like the opposite of every escort mission ever, and it's just so nice to play through after having watched every single dipshit you AI that you have ever had to escort just die. Because they wander into ambush after ambush. Because the operative word is, you know, not the intelligence part.
3: Boy. Oh. Maybe it's just, you know, they're trying to give you the chance to save a damsel over and over and over again.
0: Fuck that!
2: <laughs> uh, so, Mike, yes. what do you got for us? Re- rescue us from the, the from swamp of escort missions and stealth missions.
5: Uh, well, stealth missions I can do, but escort missions I can't do because my next game... Uh, sticking with, um, licensed games, Farscape, the game for the PC.
1: One of these days, I'm actually going to land something. What? Nothing. You okay? No, I'm making all over. Did you have to hit every sand dune on this rock landing, that thing? Pip, any landing you walk away from is a good landing. What? It's a saying. No wonder none of you made it out of your system.
3: I should have hit with Rigel.
1: Whatever. I'm sure we flew over a settlement to the south here before we landed. Seems like the obvious place to start. What? Walk? You got a better idea? I'm hurt. You could carry me. Knock it off, Pip. I'm not in the mood.
4: You fool. You absolute rude. That sounds terrible. (laughs) That,
6: yeah, that does not sound good (laughs) at all. You could not pay me to buy that
0: game. Yeah.
5: As well,
3: a giant fan of the series, that sounds like a terrible idea.
5: Oh well, well, see, it fooled me because one, I was a huge fan of the series, and two, they got all of the voice—they got all of the actors to to voice their characters. So I was like, when "All right, it come must be fun." <laughs> it came out. It came out in two thousand and two, and while the show was in there, uh, just started their fourth season. But the game is set during the first season, so pretty much everything that you're dealing with in the in the game is pretty much a non-issue by the time the the fourth season is around. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, you yeah you play John Crichton and you crash land on the planet and with um with uh, 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 sh- uh, Edgeley's characters
3: character oh 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 yeah 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 um dargo no, uh,
5: oh, no Gigi G uh Edgley
3: edgley oh Ch- Ch- what's her name chani I
4: chani
3: think. yeah uh, I, I don't i've got a picture around her, her somewhere <laughs> gray girl
5: yeah, oh, yeah. Uh,
4: black and white woman
5: chiana chiana
4: chiana that's Grey it chiana
5: and they they actually end up on a planet while um, Zan, Dargo, and Aaron are trapped, are captured by peacekeepers on Moya. And you're just, you're wandering around the planet, you've got a gun, she doesn't have a weapon until you find one and our, equip her with it. But she will just, like, if there's, like, a villain, it's like if there's, like, a, uh, an insect or an enemy on screen, she'll just go in and start attacking it. Unless you take her weapon away from her, in which case you have, to, then you have to go around and protect her. Unless you want decide to give her a, a weapon. It, the AI is the character is just awful, and you can switch between um, Crichton to Chiana or and back and forth, but the AI for the alternate character is always awful.
4: And it's just, yeah, um, escort missions.
5: Yeah, and in the in the void, the the acting, it sounds like they were paid scale for this, and they knew it. So they were just there. There's no, you can watch a video of the play of the um, you can watch the the game being played on YouTube, and mm-hmm. the, you could tell that they were just reading the script. Like, uh, should I put any enthusiasm? Now we're not being paid enough, okay? Well,
3: I I, I, I just looked it up and. This was probably when they knew the show was getting canceled.
5: Yeah, it it, it was not. Uh, for, uh, I I love the game so much in this.
3: You love the show so much, not the game.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, the, yeah, I love the show so much. In this, just it. it
3: I've still got it. it.
5: It's it's on my shelf, collecting dust. I haven't touched it in many many years. Yeah, I, I don't
3: know I if. You, if
4: I'm glad to hear that you've moved on from the uh, self-harm. Yeah. The,
3: the, the DVDs with the, the commentary tracks, the commentary tracks after the show got canceled, but they still had to put on commentary tracks. They're like, thank you so much for loving the show. We really <laughs> like making it. And, you know, so it sounds like they were like, you know, they signed on to do the voice acting, and then they found that the show got canceled, and they were just like, oh, the pain. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it, it, the, the, the game is just not, it's not well done. Not well done at all. It, it It's kind of like a Diablo clone, but without the charm. Oof. Yeah. Yikes. And that's Farscape the game for you. Boy. Right.
3: Glad I missed that.
5: Yeah, uh, I, can uh, let you, I can let you borrow it if you want.
3: No, thank you!
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I tell you what, right after we solve COVID, I'll I'll have this deep gaping hole in my soul for pain, and then you can give me that.
3: Uh, well, you know, it's hey, the my... because there's so much horrible trauma. You know, we, we never finished watching the series. Joe, and I, will I let you have Peacekeeper Wars on Blu-ray. I will
5: let you borrow it. I will not let you have it because I want to keep it myself. For (laughs) sentimental reasons.
4: So, uh, speaking about games that have gone missing, Joe.
5: I know, it's still
6: still sitting in my car. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Moving
3: on. Anyway, (laughs) Catherine. I did did add something as we were talking about licensed games. uh, uh, Smurfs.
6: Ugh. Oh <laughs> on, the, on the ColecoVision?
3: Yep, on my ColecoVision. Oh, yeah. At my dad's house. I don't know if we asked for it. We probably did. Because this would not be something my dad bought for himself. Yeah, the, 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 the Smurfs. Oh, uh, Like, we, we made it so far. But that game is just, you know, jump over things and duck under things and... Like I don't know if you would call it a platformer, but there is there are jumps and you're trying to rescue Smurfette from Gargamel's castle. And it's one of those things that I never beat and I don't care.
4: <laughs> Knowing nothing about this game, all I can picture is the original Super Mario Brothers, but Mario is blue. That's it, that's <laughs> no. what I got.
6: Oh, no,
0: that's no, no because not
6: because the you- You've got, like, this path, and there's, like, you got to jump over fences and stuff like that. It. It's, you know, it's it's a thing. It's a thing.
4: And, and uh, kill you. So, no, multiple of, of you people that played this game, my god, you all need therapy.
5: No, no, I've I just watched the videos, but, like, if, even if you, like, if you fail to jump over a tuft of grass, you character oh, yeah. dies. Yeah. Yep.
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the spiky grass, which I had to deal with again in one of the Tomb Raiders. It's like, you have to walk through the grass. If you walk through the grass, it doesn't cut you, so it's okay. But I I got, (laughs) remember, I was like walking through it, and I was like, oh, God, it's the Smurf game again. But yeah, like, you had to jump over spiky grass, jump over fences, duck under bats and crows. But it was all very slow, and then there was, like, trying to jump up on the table at Gargamel's castle to get to Smurfette, and trying to save the dumb blonde, and I'm like, oh god. All
4: of this really sounds like the weird video game from fucking Ender's game. Like, Ender plays a weird game on most certainly not a tablet, and they're involved, it involves jumping up on a table and then carving a guy's eye out. It's really weird. But, uh, mostly what I'm getting to is, um, you're all broken people. Moving on.
5: Says you.
3: <laughs> Takes one and <to> no one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but isn't that the
2: whole reason why we podcast in the first place? Because we're all broken we're people
4: and <laughs> have a conversation. I don't know yeah. what... Therapy, to- but with nobody on the other end. Overall, I don't,
2: don't know care. if there is a single podcaster out there that doesn't have some form of anxiety. <laughs> I truly do and, and I I'm... I'm put two of us in that too because I will totally count myself on that one.
5: Oh
2: yeah. So, oh boy, Catherine. Okay, so that takes us. Well, that takes us back to your husband. Now, does it, Joe? What's your last pick?
4: All right, so the first two were from my childhood, just just being made out of disappointment as a kid, you know, days in the in the trailer park. The last one was as an adult, looking forward to a sequel to a great game that I really enjoyed. I spent money for on on the fucking collector's edition, Bioshock Two. I, 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 I would.
5: I will agree that it's this moment from the first one, but I still enjoyed it.
4: I got the the, the concept art book. It came with a full length of vinyl of the OST, the whole nine yards. And don't get me wrong, the game has some high points. If you can't love uh, hitting people with a freeze beam and then the drill charge... You just don't have the capacity to have fun. (laughs) Fuck you, you're an ice block, and then the drill (laughs) charge is one hell of a combo.
5: Yeah. It's a blast. Yes, it is.
4: But what they did with the storyline after Bioshock 1 was just horrific. Really unfettered... Uh... You know, caring for the poor is equally as bad as unfettered libertarian capitalism. Really? <laughs> That's where we're going here? Yes, I agree. Grandma getting medicine is equally as bad as people, as a surgeon deciding that, you know, the, the, next great step in being a surgeon is turning people into Picasso-esque travesties of being a human. Um, I don't know if there's anything more terrifying than, this one's too fat, this one's too skinny, but they're all too symmetrical! (laughs) Like, that seems bad, and then you're going to draw a parallel between that and... You know, feeding the poor. Mm -hmm. Like the point here is that it was a big letdown and there were great points about that game. Don't get me wrong, but it was such a letdown after the first Bioshock game, mostly and especially about the big sisters, because the big sisters were. Speed bumps. The Big Sisters were never as scary as the Big Daddies were.
5: No, no, they were not.
4: When you played the first game and you bumped into a Big Daddy, you had to double-check what you had for ammunition. You had to break out the good stuff. Yeah. And only the most psychotic players would try to take on a Big Daddy with, you know... Melee. Anything smaller than at least a shotgun and... A lightning plasmid like you wanted to be able to wreck somebody made out of metal the big sisters it was just like eh, you know use whatever you got you'll be fine
5: yeah yeah they
4: were faster but it's a first person shooter so you know fast targets are supposed to be expected i guess
5: mm-hmm.
4: and they weren't tough they went down quick
5: they did they were yeah
4: the game didn't have the same challenge. It didn't have the same gravitas. It just fell short on every fucking topic.
5: I, I um I will say that what one of the like the the good ending, I, I, I thought it was actually pretty I, I really, really liked the good ending.
4: I never got the good ending. Because oh. when the guy who's stuck in the tube begs for death, I always give it to him.
5: Oh yeah i'm a nicer guy than you are i guess
4: (laughs) well who knows well i mean there's an (laughs) argument to be made that when the person who got transformed into a gigantic baby brain in a jar begs for death and you deny it to him maybe that's not (laughs) a good ending
2: just as a
4: thought. Like, even the good ending versus bad ending thing isn't intuitive. You have to have a play guide in order to get the good ending. Because if you just try to play as a good guy and somebody comes to you on their hands and knees going, I'm a monster, please kill me, you have to deny them that release in order to get the good ending. Like, it's bad soup to nuts. It's not great.
5: Moving on. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Moving on. I was
2: just mesmerized by that conversation there. Okay, Joe, what's uh, what's your last pick? All right,
6: my last pick, and it, it, it kind of follows kind of the same theme of what Joe just laid out in that I, I was all in on the hype for this game. Um, you know, it was one of the most anticipated games of 2016. Um, it, the... The game that came before it was, you know, one of the highest acclaimed games, you know, for, uh, I, th- I believe it was PS3. And that is Deus Ex, Mankind Divided.
4: Yeah. So I want like to know what your beef with this one is, because I played it's the original. The
6: same, it's, the, it's the same thing that you just said. It has its uh-huh. moments. And it's actually enjoyable to play. The end left me flat.
5: You That's see, fair. I, That's extremely fair. I, I've I've been a fan of the Deus Ex games since the very first one, and but then I heard just so many mixed things about this one. I've I've avoided it. It's it's
6: it's very well regarded. It's very well you know highly rated. I mean it's eighty three percent on Metacritic, seven out of ten on on uh, Steam and everything. And it the execution of it, the actual gameplay execution that you know the. the 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 gameplay elements in itself is very enjoyable, but and it, but and it's got the makings of the, a great story. You can, it's like it's like you could almost reach out and 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 see a great story, but the way it ended is just like oh, that's it. <laughs> it just it just it left me so unfulfilled, you know. And I and I played it and I tried to get you know I tried to get as all the different endings that you can get on it and each one i'm like oh this isn't no (laughs) why am i doing this to myself oh no oh yeah well because it's you know you can play it you can play it in so many different ways i mean you can do all stealth or you can do all run and gun or you can do just hacking or you can just you know a combination of those of all or, or a combination of all three and you know again it's got branching conversations and stuff like that that affect you know how the game is played later on and and i've tried to get all three endings and each ending just I was like oh this is this, this is not the way the story should. i mean there's just like just felt so empty and so unfulfilled Ooh, and it's like i can't believe i spent 60 bucks on this Man, that's brutal. And I try to just and I try to justify it, and play you know, justify spending the money by repeating, repeatedly playing it to try to get something out of it.
4: Just begging for the sunk cost fallacy to justify your behavior.
6: That's yeah, basically man. that's what it, that's what it was. That it was like you know what? I've already dug this grave.
4: I might as well keep digging d- deeper. Oh, jeez. Oh, and that's so bad, because Human Revolution was a great game.
6: Oh, human, I loved Human Revolution. It was a great game. That's why I was so looking forward to Mankind Divided.
5: Human Revolution was so good.
4: It I'm was. so glad that you have warned me not to ever play <laughs> Mankind <laughs> Divided.
5: And like I said, it's
6: it, while you're playing the game... You you can see that like, there's hints of something good there, but also, but when you finish it, you're like, I can't believe I just spent fifty hours playing this for nothing.
4: Yeah, that sounds an awful lot like Bioshock too. Like it was a great game. It was it had a lot of fun points, and being a big daddy definitely came through. Oh yeah, and, but the storyline was awful. Every angle of the storyline was awful from um, the, the the whole Christians are the real monsters here to communism is the real monster here to uh, oh, fucking the, the little girls that you saved were better off when they were enslaved monsters. Mm-hmm. It's just real bad all the way down.
6: Yeah, it's just like it's like you can see and, and like it. It's weird. It's like one of those things when you're playing the game, you're not paying attention. You're just like, okay, this is fun, this is great, and you're getting hints of the story. But it's like, oh, oh, okay, what happened?
4: <laughs> this is what funny. I really it, want is for the guys who do the Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, uh, you know, the Skyrim, whatever and Oblivion company it. that is. Yeah, Bethesda. Um, Bethesda. What I want is a Bethesda Shadow Run game. Ooh. <laughs> Oof, that'd be good. Just imagine all five races from dwarf to elf to orc to troll to human um hacking and stuff. Now that would be a game that I would play.
6: Yeah, free and you know it's gonna be glitchy as all hell. <laughs> you know, it'll have a great story, but it'll glitch like a motherfucker. Whatever. Yeah, exactly.
4: Blame the spirits in the, you know, blame the magic aspect of it for why it's glitchy. Move on. Say <laughs> it was intentional and just drive on. That's all, all you got to
2: do. Of wizard Joe, it's all because
4: it's of because the, all wizard. the wizard. Exactly. Blame the wizards.
6: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my last one.
4: Oh boy.
2: Oh boy. Joe, take a drink. Oh God, I've been drinking all night. Big swig. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So the last one on my list is um, WWE Reckoning for the GameCube, oh, God. which which came out like, you know, early aughts. And around this time, the PlayStation essentially had the market cornered on wrestling games. Their SmackDown series and then their Raw versus SmackDown series was phenomenal. They... Worked and integrated, and just essentially improved upon in each game. The um, this is a control system that was logical. It made a ton of sense. The creator wrestlers it had this. De- you had this, just this deep bench of different customization op- options to make your own wrestlers and your own belts. And you could just, you could just go to town and just lose yourself in the game for hours and hours and hours. So when we were looking at other games, you know, it's like, oh, I've already kind of gone through all of whatever SmackDown game I was playing. We just got a GameCube. I'm going to pick up Reckoning. Let's see how how a wrestling game works on another console. Oh, boy. Um, no console. Uh, GameCube, uh, Switch, Xbox, whatever. They have no business putting video games out for wrestling. <laughs> I mean... And- well, first of all, I don't even think, like, PlayStation should be putting out games for wrestling anymore because, like, the 2K games are awful. The, yes. two, the 2K games are so difficult to play. They keep adding too much shit. Um, if you want to do story mode, well, guess what, kid? You're in the indies now. Um
4: I can't say that I've touched the games, but I will say that as a 2K fan, I can see how they completely screwed the pooch with regards to a third-person view. Oh, God. If I had to guess. Right.
2: I mean, the thing with, like, the SmackDown games was that, you know, they had a a very arcade feel to the way they looked, but the movesets were very deep, and you could actually just kind of it would genuinely feel like a real wrestling match. Whereas like with reckoning, reckoning, the controls were stiff. Um, game, the, the game controller has a lot to be desired. I mean, this thing has more buttons. Than I think the game ever had games out for it. And I love the GameCube, Um, but it's just, it was so difficult to play there. The crater wrestlers were awful. Um, uh, it just, everything about the game, the cinematics were stiff. And I was just like, I can't believe I spent $40 on this game. Damn it, <laughs> Electronics Boutique. Give me my money back. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Fucking Damn felt, me. man.
2: Yep, goddamn elbows, for God's sakes. Um, Yeah, and I've seen other, other wrestling games, so like the Xbox had a couple of WWF like, I think it was back when it was WWF games. And again, confusing, loud, wonky control, wonky camera, which is the worst. But, and then, you know, the 2K games managed to beat them all with 21.
4: Wonky
0: microphone.
2: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Just
4: taking the shot. It was there, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but
2: like, Every, I mean, even even the best games at that time period had like the creta belts that never sat right on anybody's uh around anybody's waist. So nope. if you had a skinny wrestler, like the edges of the belt, they they would never thin the belt out for them.
3: Well, that that kind of thing is just you know the you know having designed clothes and and outfits in Second Life. I'm just going to tell you, it's like you know that that sort of stuff is fidgety.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially, like, the pelts are nothing more than it, an overlay. That's all it is.
3: Yeah, if you create your guy a little too tall or a little too short, and they have the thing set to be at a certain height, it's, it's going to fit weird.
2: Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so that was my last game, and um, I played it like... And I put it away, and it just... it, it Every once in a while comes out when I'm, like, moving old games from one area of my basement to another area of my basement. (laughs) (laughs) But an optical laser has not hit it in almost 20 years. So
4: So you just scowl at it and move it around?
2: I I just I do. And it's like one of those things I just look at like, I could try to play this again. I mean, we have the, the Wii Plays, GameCube games, but I just don't hate myself that much.
4: Dude, if we want to go down that route, I have too many to count.
2: Oh, well. Right now, I'm proving how much I hate myself by 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 plodding through the Snyder Cut, so...
4: oh, You're a better person do, than that. Don't do it to okay. yourself, man. I am on hour
2: 800
4: right now, so...
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea when this thing's going to end. It's <laughs> just... Stop measuring it's, from it's the time cool. you watched the Whedon cut. Oh, God. It's just never-ending. So, Mike. Yes. What's your what's your final game?
5: What uh, Final game is the worst game I ever played on the Super Nintendo. And that's saying a lot because there, there were a lot of really shitty games on the Super there Nintendo. A lot of
2: sho- there was a lot of shovelware on Super Nintendo. There was but, an awful lot of shit on there. And then yeah. back when they started, like, Calling like all this called super whatever.
5: Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> hell, hell, we had the uh, super scope, and I still oh. got more enjoyment. I still got more enjoyment out of the super scope than I did out of this game. Yeah, yeah, oh. enough
4: with the preamble. What do you got?
5: I got Roadrunners Death Valley Rally. Oh,
4: oh God. you <laughs>
5: fool! Oh,
6: oh. <laughs> you will, yes. you will get no sympathy from me. <laughs> you, yes.
4: you did that to yourself again. <laughs> oh, no, no. The curse I,
5: I, of the licensed
4: game.
5: Oh, that, that that this was a uh, I believe it was either a, uh, I believe it was a Christmas present.
4: Oh boy!
5: Yeah, it was either um, a Christmas oh.
4: present or you lost the bet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's, based on my favorite um, Looney Tunes character, the Roadrunner and Wile I my fa- absolute favorite. So I was like, "Oh yeah, cool! I get to play as Roadrunner, get to run away from Wild Coyote." Except it turns out to be a very glitchy platformer. Mm. Um, Ooh, when, yeah. w- whenever, whenever the Roadrunner jumps, his legs spread, you know, kind of spread apart. But where the foot touches is not where you have to land, so that you, like your foot and like kind of head can go through the edge of the platform. So you have to, like, land kind of near the middle of the platform in order to actually land on it. And you you have cool. super speed, but only if you eat um, birdseed. And that gives you a limited amount of super speed. And I was like, I don't remember birdseed being required in the cartoons. Uh, he, no, he that's act- a
3: thing. Did, that, that, he did tend to, like... But it was it was more that Wiley e. Coyote would put birdseed down and he would yeah. eat it, then he, yeah, he would escape, he would escape the traps. So yeah, yeah. kind of follows.
5: I mean, he ate he ate the birdseed, but it wasn't required for his super speed. And, and even even it, yeah, even <laughs> if you did have super speed, you couldn't use it all the time because if you if you had super speed, then you couldn't platform correctly. And as it was, I mean. He already moved kind of fast so platforming was very it was like landing on a shelf of ice it, like he it very like he just press the one bu- the, the left button or right button like just a little bit and he'd like go, go a little bit further than he wanted him to. so the mechanics were awful. the platforming in, in like he was way too easy to kill I'm like this is nothing like the cartoons. I, I never played it to pass the first level because it was just so impossible and it was like I'd rather play another game that I have fun with so I both uh, so I broke up in Super Mario uh, Super Mario world again oh yeah it was That's awful a, you know, I,
2: I just wish that when once the coyote caught the roadrunner you would actually have to sit there and watch the coyote eat the Roadrunner.
5: yeah Well, it would have happened a lot, because if for some reason, he was a lot smarter in the game than he was in the cartoon. (laughs) But he's got a business card that says Super Genius on it.
3: Super Genius.
5: He actually was. Yep. And the the game makers were on his side. Oh. Oh,
2: dear. Well, our condolences.
3: Yeah. Uh...
5: Catherine,
2: take us home.
3: I don't have another game.
4: I'd like to interject
3: this Oh, a no. Of
4: fact. Okay. All right. So, this whole episode has been super negative. Maybe we should all have a game we should <laughs> recommend to people. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. All right, that seems simple enough. Andy, take it away.
2: <laughs> okay, um, that I can highly recommend. Even though, quite honestly, I haven't touched video games in months, um, just due to a number of things. One being, you know, all of our creative output. Um, I can actually highly recommend uh, Legend of Zelda: Hyrule Warriors for the Nintendo Switch. Every single hmm. member of my family uh, plays that game, and they all fucking love it. Cool. Well worth the the Santa Claus wish, a, you know, aka our money. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Cool. All right, Mike. Positive yeah. game.
5: All right. Um, That's yeah. Uh, well, I figure with. Um, with the new Mass Effect, Mass Effect Legendary coming and Mass Effect, uh, a new game being on the horizon, everyone should, you know, shut up about like, the uh, the launch issues and give Mass Effect Andromeda a try. It is far more fun than all the cricks and uh, all the like the whiny boys were whining about. They fixed a lot of the issues. I mean, there are still a lot, of, a lot of issues, but it was still a very, very fun game. Not Maybe not on the level of Mass Effect 2 or Mass Effect 3, but had a better ending than Mass Effect 3. And the game overall is, introduces a lot more mechanics that make the game quite very fun. So, give it a shot. Excellent. Okay.
6: Good oh, Joe? All right, the one game that I always fall back on that just always brings me to my happy place, even though it's 10 years old, like when I want to fire up the old PC, it's uh, Elder Scrolls Five: Skyrim.
5: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Especially
6: with all, nice. the mod, all the mods that I have on it. I mean, I, my, uh, my, my, lap, my laptop may be screaming for mercy, but goddamn, it's still such a fun game.
4: God <laughs> damn. So I played through Skyrim. And I was Have like, I'm going to do no, this.
6: You, you play and Skyrim, or you, you finish
4: it? <laughs> I, I did okay, and then I was like, oh, hey, this is a boat. This will go to a tiny island, and I'll be fine. And it was another entire continent, and I quit. Yep. You don't finish Skyrim. You just, Yeah. You just play it endlessly. <laughs> yeah.
6: I I oh, probably you, you got... th-, you th you think I'm joking, Catherine? I've had that game I, for ten no, years. I, I've had I that don't game
3: you're joking. I've had that I game... want my husband play it.
6: I've had that game for ten years and I think I only just cracked forty percent. I think like the last time I played it was two months ago.
4: No, I, I... I was doing okay Ooh. and then I quit because I made it to the other continent <laughs> and I was broken
6: and that's just that that's the official expansion pack <laughs> you you should play all you should download all the mods <laughs> no.
4: I, I,
5: pro- I probably have over 100 hours in that game and i've still never beat it
6: oh god yeah it's just so much fun it's yeah like you, it's one of those games where you you truly just get sucked into the world and you're living the world Is like Oh, this is so nice.
5: I always make it up to one point in the main quest, and then it's like, well, let's go explore around, and I it's just end up I, never gave up... I never get back to it. Nope.
4: Why would you?
6: Well, especially yeah. because there's so much to explore in that world. Oh, yeah. Right.
3: right. I mean, what, about,
2: what about Catherine?
3: Um, we're... Port- uh, my husband and I are playing through Borderlands 2 again because I was like, I love this story. I love the play. I love the interaction. And now, given the industry I'm working in, I'm like, I want to, you know, explore it more as a professional. And I started playing, and my husband's like, I, I can't let you play without me. <laughs> He's like, I can't, I can't just watch. I can't just sit back. So we're playing through again, and we played through the main game, and now we're playing through one of the side quests, and we're going to play through another one of the, like, because we had the, uh, the game of the year edition. So we have all the downloadable content. So we're playing through one. We're, we're playing through Oasis. And then we're going to kick off true Vault Hunter. And then we're going to play through Torg so that we get all the wacky Torg weapons. Play through again. And then uh, the, the ultimate catharsis of playing through Tiny Tina's... Uh, uh, what is it? Assault on Dragon Keep.
5: So, Wait, I have so, a question,
3: though.
5: Um, I, I me... have a question, though. First. Yeah. Do, you sh- do you shoot him right in the face?
4: Oh, yeah! Always. First time, with a shotgun. He always says thank you. He's very polite.
3: <laughs> I, play a si- I play the siren, and it's fun, because when we were playing this, like, really all the time, like, multiple times during the weekend on weekends, like, I started having dreams where my... my uh, because I have I have lucid dreams sometimes, and I would have my my powers where suddenly like I could clench my left fist, just like in the in, in Borderlands too. It's like ah, I do things. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's
4: really worth funny. pointing out that um, Oasis is cute, you know, pirates, <laughs> buried treasure. It's cute. Uh, Torg is really wild because it is um, the the it. Capitalism as uh, a, a weird, you know, spectacle with monster trucks and giant explosions. It's really an interesting insight into how people think. And then uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep is one of the most um, emotional experiences you could ever have playing a video game. If you don't cry, I don't think you're a human.
3: You, you might be a human and just not invested in the characters, but, yeah, like, if you're invested in the characters from the from the, the, the core game and then you play through Tiny Tina's, because what it is is, is Tina is playing uh, bunkers and badasses, you know, Dungeons & Dragons, with uh, the, the characters from the first game, playing with the characters from the second game that you're playing and and it's just very silly and then it, it gets deep all of a sudden and we were playing and we were like I'm not crying, you're crying
4: somewhere around the time the t- teenage girl says she thinks salads are delicious but she eats crumpets because grown-ups eat salads and she doesn't want to be a grown-up because <laughs> grown-ups die Like, Roland died, and Roland died saving uh, the girl they call Angel, and Angel is the real bad guy, and if, you know, that girl hadn't needed to be saved, then Roland would still be alive, and she likes Roland and never cared about the other, like, it is really soap opera-y, and it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings really
3: hard. Yeah they, they cut to a scene of Tina falling apart cuz Tina through the whole game is like pretending Roland will be here any minute and they keep trying to tell her no Roland died in the first game no 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 we're going we're going to wait until Roland gets here and then and then Tina falling apart is just amazing
5: Tiny is going to be in the movie
3: Good Isn't god I happens? hope so
5: yeah, She's <laughs> going to be played by Ariana yeah. Greenblatt
4: <laughs> I hope it goes well
2: all right, Joe. Do you have? Do you have a game, or you're just uh, kind of jumping on
5: with Catherine's game there?
4: Oh no, Hades, twenty twenty.
5: Heard nothing but good things about that one.
4: There's the truth. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, I myself am a mythology buff. I love any kind of you know polytheistic mythology. I love it. It's uh, you know something i i I love a good story and mythology is just good stories and the the misbegotten son of hades trying to find his place in the underworld plus or minus having to deal with all the olympian gods it's so good i cannot recommend it highly Mm. enough
5: well if if that's the case then i would recommend for you to try a phoenix immortals uh phoenix rising very fun game. very fun. All right, what's the platform? Uh PS4, Xbox X, S, whatever. Uh, PS5, PC, uh, whatever. It's made by the same people that made um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And so it's got similar flair to that, but it's got a much much better sense of humor about it. The whole uh the whole uh, movie whole game is being narrated by Zeus and Prometheus.
4: Okay. All right. That's interesting.
2: Interesting. All right. There we go. We've got a scheme changing everything. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, we've explored a lot of emotions tonight. We've explored um, some absolute outright anger and hatred. We have explored some love (laughs) and generosity. Next episode, we are going to. Get deep into the feels while we um, discuss. As it being April, our Disney month, we are going to hit upon the Disney Pixar movies, animated and live action, that just absolutely fucking wrecked us.
5: Oh, there are, no, a no, no, oh, there there are plenty.
2: Of, oh, there. Oh, there will be plenty to talk about. You know, there will be tears. tears will be uh, tears. Will be shed. Liquors, liquors will be drunk. Um, so we're going to be talking all about the scenes and moments um, in Disney and Pixar's animated films and their live action films uh, that have absolutely wrecked us. We're sticking with Disney and Pixar, though. So uh, sorry, smartass, Star Wars and Marvel don't count for this one. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. Because they would have their own things. But, uh, so we want to know Indie, what, what's Andy. I love you three thousand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm probably, Mike. Yeah, we get, we get it. Mike. We get it. <laughs> I still get teary whenever I see. Uh, whenever, whenever I see Cap finally say "Avengers Assemble," uh, you know yeah. the final battle of Endgame. But oh, still, we
5: gotta,
3: so we want to know. Toy Story Three, man.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there will so be. So we, we want
2: to know what scenes in these movies just destroyed you emotionally?
4: How Let us know. We um, all but... forgot about up. Oh, we will get there. Don't worry. Well, we... nobody forgot
2: about up. We'll be talking. We will absolutely be. I guarantee we will talk about that.
4: Oh yeah, no, that's fair. I... You just forget it's called repression.
2: <laughs> well, Joe, that's, that's another show for another day. So if you want in on this, and Bob absolutely ruined you as well, uh, let us know on our social media, which is uh, on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio and on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, you know where to find us because you're listening to us right now. But did you know that you can check out the archive at geeksalad.podbean.com as well as, because guess who fixed the settings you can get that also on all of your favorite apps, because I, I switch how many episodes we can archive on a single app. So, huzzah. Oh, um, if you're a fan you want to support the go buy some of our swag at TeePublic. Just go to teepublic.com and enter in the keyword Geek Salad Podcast, and you can find all sorts of neat and nifty stuff with new stuff to eventually come. Again, once I have time to sit down and actually design some stuff. And, yeah, so check all that out. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Geeks Out Podcast, where we do uh, retro movie reviews. Mike and I do those with uh, a myriad of guests. Friend who joined us for our Muppets. And we also, and also some of our friends, too, like Tom from uh, Movies After Work and Nick from Black Girls Do Stuff, too. And mm-hmm. also check out our retro records, where we uh, discuss... Classic records with myself, Joe, Todd, and Jim. Uh, our most recent episode, which was uh, recorded prior to this one, was our discussion on the polices in Yadamandada. So check that out, as well as all of the other stuff right on YouTube. So many things. And um, yeah, I think I got everything this time. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe.
3: I'm Catherine.
4: I'm also Joe.
2: Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.
4: Bye. 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 Adios.
3: White men can't use knives.